Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right, all right, all right. It's 1233 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you along with Dave Campbell. Guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. As promised, uh, we're going to bring aboard uh, Jack Michaels, my play-by-play partner. I just want to reread the quote uh, today from Connor McDavid at the BioSteel event in Toronto. BioSteel making McDavid available uh, in Toronto. And it's uh, regarding the injury. Uh, This is uh, Connor McDavid progressing well. Making progress every day. No setbacks. It's been different. Just focusing on that. It's taken a lot of time, but it's been good. And then he added, I got back on the ice a couple of months ago. So there you go. Without further ado, uh, Jack Michaels joins us right now. Jack, I've got it at 9,739 times that people have asked me uh, what's going on with uh, what's going on with Connor McDavid. What's happened? Are you over 10,000 or just under 9,000 like I am? Yeah, it's it's definitely up there. And and the thing with, you know, McDavid's injury is nothing's really changed in terms of the messaging. I mean, we were told back in July that, you know, he might be rested at times, especially early in training camp, just as a precautionary measure. I mean, nothing's nothing's really changed. Uh, I think, you know, from from all accounts, Everything's on the same schedule that was set from the moment this, you know, became apparent. So, you know, I'm not quite sure why there's such a story that he's not, you know, working out at, at, at Biosteel. But the fact of the matter is he's been on the ice. Uh, no main topics of discussion or main items regarding the injury have changed. So, uh, you know, and if there's no setback, and in his own words, there isn't, there's no reason to think the timetable is going to be any different. So, you know, when or if he misses a session in mid-September, I still don't think that will be a story because we were told that that is a possibility. And and let's face it, uh, you know, at this day and age, with all the money that's on the line in the four major professional sports, Bob, why would you necessarily have a regular take all the practices and all the scrimmages and all the preseason games? You just don't do it because you need your guy ready for opening day. Yeah. You need him ready for the opening 82, for that matter. And so, uh, you know, none 
nothing short of a setback would cause me to have any concern regarding the preseason. If he's not there on opening day, that's the story. Until then, quite frankly, the subject matter holds very little interest for me. All right. Well, uh, take it one step further. How about the load management on Kawhi Leonard last year? Didn't they sit him out of like 10 or 12 games last season, the Raptors? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's an example of the NBA. Now, as you know, Bob, there's there's, uh, you know, cases in the NBA where I, I can't remember. I, I don't think the NHL plays four games and five nights. The NBA sometimes does. Right. Uh, the, the travel, I would suggest to you, is, uh, is either not as well laid out or for whatever reason strangely more compressed in the NBA than it is in the NHL. I I don't find, you know, every once in a while you and I will do a five and seven, but it's not often. Right. And uh, so, again, you know, even for us to speculate that McDavid is going to miss a regular season game, I don't see that happening. I I see a guy that, except for a significant injury, is one of those guys who takes a lot of pride in playing all 82 games. And You're not going to talk about him missing a regular season game if he can play. He missed one due to a pretty significant illness last year. But, I mean, outside of that, you're you're just not going to see a guy who's going to take a game off for quote-unquote rest. Well, he should have taken – like, we were <laughs> – two years ago, remember the Western Final when uh, the Eskimos were down in Calgary a couple of years ago? He was sicker than a dog – at that time, too, and he played against Dallas. In the, it was an afternoon game, and, um, you know, I, I think he got a goal and had a couple. I think he had three points, but he went minus two or three, and he had a couple writers in town just ripping him. And, of course, they actually weren't at the practice on the Friday that we flew out of town because one of them was making his way down to Calgary for the football. But, you know, 100% agree. He's a guy that doesn't – I mean, he tries to – the other thing, Jack, that I think has got to be stated, you don't get to his level of ex- expertise as a skater uh, he is a guy that is very disciplined in his approach. That is, we all, we've known that for years about him. That's part of the reason why he's as good as he good, is. And so my belief is they've laid out a, uh, a rehab program for him, and he is not going to deter from that program. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think once he feels comfortable with the plan that's set in front of him, there's no reason to deviate from it. And I, you know, so I don't necessarily think uh, that's going to be, you know, potentially an issue either. Uh, I, I, I just honestly think we're talking about a guy who, you know, knows what he needs to be ready for the season. And that, quite frankly, should be good enough for everybody. I think he's earned that. Yeah. All right. Uh, switching focus, Jack, because we, we love to talk about different sports, and it's a completely different scenario. But when Adam Schefter put out on Saturday night that – uh, I was going to say Oliver Luck, that uh, Andrew Luck was retiring. Um, I mean, hey, get it. Totally the player's um, prerogative. Uh, have no, you know, not close enough for to second to understand what he's gone through, but can appreciate. I mean, that's an incredibly difficult sport to, to you know. Well, thank you. Jack yeah. Michaels. Hi, Jack. Hey. Hey. Oh, oh. Heroin for me, Jack. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm here. All right, I'm here with you. All right. So, uh, just your your thoughts on on uh, the, the the study news involving Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. Well, again, there's another situation where who are we to tell him 
how to live his life and and how to get prepared. And and that's the situation where I think, uh, Jack Michaels, uh, that's a situation where I think once you're comfortable with what a professional athlete undergoes, then the rest of everyone else should zip it. I mean, that, that's honestly how I feel, I, especially media. I, and, and to be honest with you, even a guy like Steve Berline and, you know, Dan Dockett, who was a basketball player, Berline was a quarterback. You know, quite frankly, yes, they played the sports at a high level, but they don't understand what Andrew Luck's going through. Live your own life. And and I'm I'm of the opinion that uh, for me I'd rather have a guy who understands where his limitations are at right now in life than a guy who's just collecting a paycheck when he knows he can't give the effort that he feels he owes himself, his teammates, and the fans. That's where I sit on it, Bob. And I I, I don't really feel like this is a. Uh, you know, a, a different shades of gray situation. Uh, as with most things, as you know, I, I feel like my opinion is the right one. I mean, I, I have a hard time dealing with any dissenters from that because they don't know. Andrew Luck does, and right. so do his teammates. Yep. And we haven't heard any dissension from his family or his teammates. Now, how old was Bjorn Borg when he retired? Bjorn Borg was 26, and he was just burnt out. I mean, this is not a case... I don't think Luck is is burnout mentally. I think he's burnout physically. Right. I mean, yes, he said uh, he's worn down, you know, by the idea of more rehab. But I also think his body is screaming at him, "Enough's enough." Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I look. It's a it's a situation where eventually your body gives out to make it really superficial and uh not really relevant at all you know there was there was a time that you know enough where you know as you know my voice said enough's enough i'm gonna make you sound like garbage uh you know at times you've had procedures based on your body telling you you know what bob this gate isn't important uh, you need to give me some attention. And now on a real scale, on a real important scale, uh, with a lot more importance, uh, Andrew Luck's body is telling him the same well, thing. And, and and I- we both love football. So let's establish that, Jack. We both love football. I love college yep. football. We both watch CFL football. You know, I'm an Eskimo fan. I watch a ton of NFL football. I will say this. I think we're going to see more of this in the National Football League because I think guys realize it's a league that can knock the living snot out of you. We've already seen it. I mean, there's been some linemen and linebackers in the last couple years that have shut it down. It just hasn't garnered the attention that Andrew Lux did because he's a quarterback, and and obviously it's a quarterback-driven league more than anything else. Uh, You know, Jim Brown's decision was not about being physically worn down. It's the fact that he made 125 grand for doing the dirty dozen, whereas with the Cleveland Browns, his highest salary ever was 60 grand. This, you know, Andrew Luck's situation has nothing to do with any of these other situations because, you know, the bottom line is, is when you play a sport like football and hockey, uh, only you knows what you're really going through. And, and, and Bob, you and I sometimes get behind the scenes looks at what it takes 
to get these players on the ice to play close to 82 games in a season. I mean, we've seen it, but we're also not inside their shoes. And as horrific as things as we've seen behind the scenes and wondering, oh, my God, how is that guy possibly playing tonight? It's still something where you can't possibly Imagine. You know, put ourselves in the boots. We, we can see the pain, but we're not feeling it. No. All right, let's get into some other specifics, Jack. Uh, a couple uh, storylines. So Mike Smith comes in, Koskinen and Smith. Where's your headspace at in terms of a potential workload between those two? Well, that's going to be a real healthy competition, uh, Bob. I don't think there's anything set in stone whatsoever. Uh, I, I And I think, again... You know, if you're Miko Koskinen, you're attacking this season from a whole new perspective where, yes, it's theoretically your number one job to lose. And and that's going to entail a different mindset than where he came in in training camp, probably thinking, best case scenario, I'm going to start 20 games. And, of course, it didn't turn out that way, but he was the clear backup last year. I don't think... Uh, to be honest with you, no matter what anyone might say, I don't think there's a clear-cut number one right now, especially given the currency that Mike Smith has with Dave Tippett. Dave Tippett has seen Mike Smith at his absolute best, where for one season he was the world's best goaltender. Now, granted, it was only one season, but Smith is the kind of guy that can get you on that roll, and believe me, no one knows it more than Dave Tippett. And if Miko Koskinen's smart, he'll know it too. And he'll start with his game ready to roll right from the outset. Because in my opinion, that's what it's going to take for Koskinen to keep his job, not for the whole season. I'm just talking for the first couple of months. Because if he doesn't have it early, if he gets off to the kind of start that Cam Talbot did for his for three of his four seasons at Edmonton, he's going to find himself playing behind Mike Smith, not in front of him. All right, Jack, we're going to put you on the spot here. Uh, both of these players, Tyler Benson and Evan Bouchard, for me, will be on the team full-time for the 2020-2021 season. Who gets here first this year? I think Tyler Benson does. I think Benson has the best shot of the guys who haven't earned full-time duty yet in the National Hockey League, I think Tyler Benson has the best shot to be a regular. Now, now, with a caveat, Bob, at this point, the Oilers have not bitten on some of the other veteran wingers that are out there right now as unrestricted free agents. You know, Pat, Pat Maroon, for example, I'm not saying he was ever on the Oilers' radar, but Edmonton to this point has not brought in those veterans. So from my perspective, that gives Benson the best chance. He sees the ice exceptionally well. Now, the one thing is that he's going to start a little bit fresh, too. He doesn't have the currency of that great preseason he had last year because Dave Tippett and his staff didn't see it. So he's got to earn that kind of currency all over again. But I like his chances. All right. And uh, we'll give you one final one. And it's not a winger. But we know the Oilers, uh, I, I think it's safe to say, ultimately, Derek Broussard signed with the New York Islanders. It's my belief uh, the Oilers were looking at him. Uh, how much does Riley Sheen interest you, potentially? Well, he's got uh, certainly Ken Holland in his corner. I mean, you know, if, if Edmonton has any interest in Riley Sheen, it's because Ken Holland knows him, knows the kind of character he has. 
what you have to decide, though, really, is can Riley Shan give you more than, you know, a Kyle Brodziak? Or can he give you more than a guy you might have in mind out on the farm that can play center ice minutes? Or can he give you more than Jujar Kara? If that's the way you're thinking. Uh, for me, that's what, you know, is going to earn anyone, any veteran center that's out there, a spot ahead, a, a spot on this team, is if you actually believe they can outduel some of the other guys who can play center, Bob, and have played center at times regularly uh, in the American Hockey League and the NHL, is he two or three notches better? And that's that's only a decision that I think Ken Holland can make because really what we've seen out of Riley Shea in the last couple of years is kind of a role-player guy and certainly no one that you'd necessarily put three or four notches ahead of what Kyle Brodziak has brought to the table over that same time frame. Jack, great stuff. Hope you enjoy golfing two days in a row. <laughs> I will see you bright and early tomorrow morning, Bob. I expect the wake-up call as a backup. All right, uh, you'll be getting it at 5.15. How does that sound? <laughs> that sounds horrific. How about at 7.15? All right. Talk we'll to you then. See you. Bye-bye. That's Jack Michaels, uh, my play-by-play partner on the Oilers Radio Network. I think we caught him literally as he was pulling in the course. Pretty sure that's what was going on there. It is 12.49 in Edmonton. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30 on our Heartland 4 text line. Bob Stoffer, Dave Campbell with you. So, Dave, let's get to a couple of those uh, questions right now. From your perspective, mm-hmm. Benson or Bouchard? Because for me, with Bouchard, it's going to be sooner rather than later. Meaning, it, he's he's got you know there there's an opportunity for a guy to go grab it on the right side. Maybe he starts in the minors. Maybe he plays forty games in the minors. Now Benson's already been in the minors for a year. There's you know there, there's a chance for some of these guys to carve out a niche. Who you got? I would say I would have to go with Tyler Benson. Yeah, just because he's cut his teeth a bit longer down there, and I think Evan Bouchard probably has to cut his teeth. I'm just thinking about how. Ken Holland operates anyway when it comes to bringing up players. And now this is a different situation because the Oilers have some needs, obviously, yes. and they need someone maybe quicker than usual. But I would say Tyler Benson. All right. When we come back, I'm going to discuss a potential scenario with you. Okay. And why the Edmonton Oilers could become a player next summer. And I really. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. we got a full season ahead, but there's an area of their organization that's going to allow them to... Maneuver. This is Oilers Now. 
This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30 Shed. Welcome back, everybody. 12:52 in Edmonton. Do you want to mention to you? We have a terrific sports weekend trip coming up in October. You join Oilers now on the road uh, to see the Oilers play the Devils and the Rangers in New York City, plus an opportunity to see the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets. This New York package includes four nights at the Westin Hotel, a welcome reception with yours truly, plus parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. For the Oilers now NFL tour, call the New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. All right. The Chiseler, a.k.a. a voice from the past based out of Vegas. Bob, I owe you an apology. 100% not selfish, not a tourist text, but definitely privity, uh, privy to all info. You're getting a quality player in James Neal. He'll score 25. Let's establish that right now. Rumor has it, Bob, you're the new president of the Fringe Fest fan club. Is that true? No, that's Reed Wilkins. Just establishing that right now, that's Reed Wilkins, Chisler. Bob, did you get your tickets to Sticks yet? You know what? Sticks is in town Friday night. I'm going to the uh, Golden Bears game, the football game for Chris Morris' squad. They play. Here the, we go. Here we go. They play the University of Calgary. Bob, don't be afraid to uh, mix in a bottle of water. Over the last three weeks, I've drank more water than you can possibly imagine. And a boy. That's, uh, yeah, because I've had to load up on some things during that time. Bob, have you seen Hugh Porter, or is he still ducking me? That one comes to us. We're, we're, we're trying to set up this match play event between the uh, Chisler and Hugh Porter. They're both pretty good golfers, as opposed to myself, who's one of the worst. So I'm just warning the guys that are heading off to the uh, Oiler event tomorrow, uh, if you are stuck in my foursome, uh, we're not going to win. Okay? Show me a guy that's uh, in his uh, early 50s or younger that's really good at golf, and I'll show you a guy that spent way too much time on the golf course. It's the only explanation I have for it. All right. Okay. What did I say? I said there may be a scenario. So let's get to it. Uh, Corey Promen, who we're going to have on later this week, is with The Athletic. And he has ranked organizations uh, based on their prospects. And the Edmonton Oilers are officially ranked in the top nine. Because he's gone through 10 through 31. And the Oilers aren't one of those teams. Uh, they're in the top 10, which we have stated repeatedly on the show. They're now at the stage where they're a top 10 team in terms of uh, prospect depth. Their best prospects are on defense. So some might say Evan Bouchard's their best defense prospect. Others might say Philip Broberg. Uh, Broberg's a left shot. Bouchard's a right shot. Dmitry Samarukov has turned out to be a pretty good prospect as a third-round pick in that 2017 draft. Um, I have... I, I put it this way, it would not surprise me by the start of the 2021 season, so by this time next year, Bouchard and Samarukov will be in the Oilers' uh, top six, or in their sixth defense in the back end. Okay? Would not surprise me in the least if that happened. And then, in 21-22, so let's say Broberg plays this year in Sweden, then the next year down in Bakersfield. This year, I have Bouchard and Samarukov playing, a, you know, a fair amount of time in uh, in Bakersfield for both guys. These prospects, with all due respect to Caleb Jones and Ethan Bear, those guys are better prospects than the Jones-Bear group. And somebody of Jones or Lagason or Bear, 
um, Joel Person, somebody of those 4D, maybe two guys, will end up making this year's Oilers defense. But the better prospects are coming. And as the Oilers transition in some of those uh, younger D, it is going to provide Edmonton with some opportunities, and they're going to have some cap space opening up by next summer, an opportunity to get back in the game and add some more help up front. Okay, that's how I see it happening right now. I don't know what Darnell Nurse is going to cost long term. They've got Clefbaum on a very good contract right now, but they're going to have they're going to have a mechanism and a window in order to change the complexion of their defense, make it a better puck transitioning D, and it is going to be reliant upon some guys playing on ELCs. So keep that in mind moving forward. Again, you can text us at six thirty six thirty. But, uh, Bob, we got to keep those kids down on the farm and let them over-ripen. Okay. They've got to spend some time on the farm. I'd agree with you there. Bob, the Oilers' biggest need is a top four defenseman. Instead of worrying about wingers for world-class players, the Oilers should be focusing on acquiring an NHL bonafide top 4D instead of gifting two spots on an opening day roster to NHL rookies. Well, we'll see. I mean, is Caleb, like, they've got... Right now, if you look at the defense, you've got, uh, and, and I don't know if Larson's going to be with Clefbaum. Maybe he's going to be with Darnell Nurse, but those guys are their top three defensemen. And then you got Russell, who might end up on the left side, according to Dave Tippett. And he'd have a pretty good handle. So that's four. And then you have Matt Benning, who's on the right side. So those are five returning defensemen, which opens up the spot for two guys. Now, will Joel Person be one? He's on a one way deal at a million bucks. Um,. You know, Caleb Jones, uh, to me, Jones and Person got really good chances, but a lot of guys like Legison. And don't write off Ethan Bear, because any time I write off Ethan Bear for the fans, they get all really upset with me. There's a lot of fans that are Ethan Bear fans and a lot of fans that are Jijerkera fans up front. So we'll see what happens on defense. I think Bouchard starts the year in the minors. I wonder how long he spends in the minors. Um, Sam Rukoff, for me, likely to spend more time in the minors. Uh, but Again, we'll by twenty by this time next year. I think Bouchard uh, and Sam Rukov, like Bouchard, I think will hundred percent be on the team, and uh, Sam Rukov's going to be darn close. And he has moved up the old prospect rank, and that's part of the reason why the Oilers are in the position that they're in. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.